0: It's time for Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries, Thursday weekly discussion with Thomas and Denise. We are the walkers, inspiring souls and removing the mask through the Word of God. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries and join our Anchor Podcast channel. And now join us for another enjoyable evening. God bless. Elder Thomas Walker, we thank you so much for joining us tonight. We are so delighted that you can join with us tonight. This is Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries. I am um, tonight. I'm 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 in a good place tonight, and everything is going well. Um, I'm in my office right now, and I, I don't have the backdrop on because I wanted to. I got a new. Uh, recorder, a new video, so I wanted to see how it looks if the uh, pixels and the HD and all of that, if it looks different from the other times, please shoot me a message or uh, a comment below and let me know how you like the resolution or the quality of the video. Uh, But tonight, I wanted to talk about something that I've been um, thinking about it's called the spiritual fight, and the spiritual fight. What does that mean? And I, I started looking on YouTube, and and I know that there's a lot of really astute um, teachers out there on YouTube, and a lot of information as well that discuss, you know, the the spiritual. Uh, aspects of life, the spirituality, the, the supernatural, and and the, the the backdrop of what it is and what happens actually out in the spirit realm, as believers, whether you're a Christian or Buddhist or whatever your religious preference is. You know, there is a spiritual connotation um, associated with it, but particularly for Christians, we believe that there is a heaven and we believe that there is a hell. And we believe that there's uh, one true God and we believe that there's an adversary, which is a fallen angel called Lucifer slash Satan. And most people commonly know him as the devil as well. Well, we're going to look at um, the different aspects, I'll say that, of what the spiritual fight entails for us as believers today. We know that when we look at different things that happen and go on in the world, we often look at and say, uh, to that person on the news or to a relative or or anybody that we're experiencing these situations with, we normally look and say, man, how could that guy do that? What what was going on in his mind to make him do such a thing? You know? And we re equate it up to just the spirituality of who that person is or the moral compass or even the character and integrity of a, who a person is when they begin to act in an evil, selfish, or demeaning manner. We be, we believe that they were just taught that way, or they were just born that way, or that's just who they are. Well, um, the Bible says that there's something different going on, that there's something in in, in him that is causing his actions, and his thoughts to become corrupt. And that means that the Bible teaches us that people are led by a spirit. There's a spirit of God, and then there's a spirit of evil. And we have, as people, to learn how to discern which is which. Now, just like in the Bible, we talks about, we talk about, and everyone is familiar with the story of Adam and Eve. Well, Adam and Eve, they walked with God. They had a relationship with God that uh, quantified them as being, you know, God's friends, God's, you know, role buddies, and, and he came down and the cool of the day and and he walked with them and he talked with Adam and he, you know, showed them different things and talked with them and he answered Adam questions. Adam probably had a million of them, you know, because he was created by God, by God breathing uh into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. So we're gonna talk about what those are, you know, and Tonight, also, we want to examine the fight that mankind that we go through, or, or as we politically correctly say things now, humankind goes through um, in our daily life, you know, because a, a spiritual fight touches so many levels for for us, the believers, fighting for our sanity is a spiritual battle when we are enduring mental injuries such as depression, anxiety, uh, and other traumas that we may face in our everyday life. You know, it's important to know that our spiritual or our spirit is primarily connected to our bodies, and our bodies are organically affected by our emotions and feelings. You know, most believers uh, they confuse the definition between a spirit and a ghost. And there is a, a, defin- there is a distinction between both of them. Each, each definition is completely different and opposite of its original meaning. You know, uh, however, we often call God's spirit a ghost. You know, you hear people say the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, and and the ghost, you know, but it, it really is the Holy Spirit because the definition of what the ghost and spirit are, like I said earlier, they're completely different. Now, the spirit is a part of a person That includes their mind, feelings, and character rather than their body, the power of a human spirit to overcome difficulties. Now, what a ghost is, now the ghost is uh, an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, typically, typically as a nebulous image, meaning a a bad image or a dead image or, or you know, a non-good image, I'll put it like that. Um, So if you see that what we call the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is not, the Holy Spirit is not dead. So we should... Uh, correct how we identify him as uh, the Holy Spirit and not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is connected. is connected uh, to our mind and our feelings and our character. That's internal. So when we are talking about our internal uh gauge or our internal mindset or our internal gauge uh, of of who we are, how we handle things, you know. That helps us to identify the, our spirit, our spirit man. That's why we call it the spirit man, helps us to identify, you know, how are we going to act and how we are going to handle a situation when it comes up against us. So Um, the definition of of a ghost equates to negativity and death. But a spirit, it means life. And in the Bible, it talks about it it, because we talk about the spirit of God in Genesis move upon the face of the water. And another scripture that talks about the spirit brings forth life. And finally, you know, Paul even talks about, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Wow. So that's, that's we see every um, um, connection with the spirit is, is positive, the mind and the spirit and the feelings and the emotions of a person. So when God in, in, in infuses or indwells us with Holy Spirit, then that means it's connecting to our mind, it's connecting to our feelings, it's connecting to our character. Now, if God had a ghost, that means we would be dead, the Holy Ghost. That means we would be running around mad, angry. <laughs> but see, that's not that's not the way God have everything shaped and conceived at this in, in, in our lives. He is a spirit. The Bible said God is spirit, and therefore we must worship him in spirit spirit and in truth, not in ghost and truth, but in spirit and truth. So I'm saying all that to go say that we must strive. We must strive to maintain, sorry about that, to maintain our hunger and thirst for life and not yield to the pitfalls of the enemy who is determined to bring chaos and destruction into our lives. The enemy in the Bible is identified as Satan or the devil or the deceiver. As humankind, we have fought in this age-old battle since Adam and Eve defeat uh, Adam and Eve's uh, defeat in the Garden of Eden. I say that they were de- defeated because you know, of the choices that they made. To de- believe and accept the spirit of Lucifer and his suggestions, thereby causing their disconnection from God. So th- that's why I call it this, their f- defeat, because the Adam and Eve had a choice in the garden to remember the command that Thou shalt eat of anything on in this in this garden, but do not eat of the the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. The, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So, But they disobeyed because uh, Satan first, well, Lucifer f- f- first came to Eve and said, well, you ain't going to surely die. You don't worry about it. you just going to be like God. Don't worry. He'll eat this. You're going to be closer to him. You're going to be closely connected to God if you eat of this fruit. And that's why he doesn't want you to eat it because you are Eve. See, this is, this is the conversation that, that Lucifer had with Eve to, to, to give her that choice, see? He was like, well, you know, look at Adam and God. He, they're over there talking and, and laughing and joking and having fun, you know? And then a little bit, you know, Eve is listening to Lucifer. Lucifer is telling her to look at that. And so, you know, jealousy or envy may have sprung up inside of her. See, that spirit, that spirit man got uh, weakened in this fight, see. And the devil, Lucifer, continued to suggest we will you know, he didn't say you was gonna really die. Don't worry about that. You know, he just said you was gonna be. He didn't want you to be God like, like him. See, and then Lucifer went on and said, "Well, you know, you know, you know Adam was the first made. You know, so look at him. He's walking with God, but look where you're at. You're way over here, and nobody's talking to you. Go ahead and eat the apple." If you eat the apple or eat the fruit, you know, you're going to you're going to come into the knowledge of what they're talking about. And you're going to be like them. (laughs) You know what I mean? So that's the enticement. And that's the temptation that God that the devil normally puts in our minds and uh, and our thoughts, because he has a mission and a mandate. To steal, kill, and destroy us. And see, Eve's defeat was, she decided, yeah, I think I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna eat this, I'm gonna eat this fruit because I wanna know what they're talking about. I wanna be included in their situation. <clears throat> I don't want Adam telling me what to do because I can do things just as good as he can. See, that's that's the the mindset, that's the the carnality, the carnal mind of a person. Even though G- Eve even though Eve was um created from the rib of a man, that doesn't mean that she was created in a godly way where it was equal to God's breath being breathed breathe uh breathe into Adam. So, she may have had other feelings and thoughts that came from her spirit from being you know, born from Adam, and in that part, you know, she was like the Bible says she has. God, Adam had dominion over all things on earth, including Eve. However, God also told that he was she was a helpmate, helpmate. So that means that she was there as a co. Uh, Partner in everything as well with the, the the creation of life. So here come the devil. The devil was trying to make her feel like, oh, you, you you're not good enough for 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 God. Or you don't have what Adam has. So eat the fruit. Eve ate the fruit, and she became more aware. Her eyes became open. And then when Adam ate the fruit. That's when the defeat came in, because the command for Adam not to eat other fruit, it was the defeat of God's connection to uh, his creation, which was us. So. And this is still directly happening in each of our lives today. You know, Lucifer and Satan, he has a mandate to still kill, and to destroy the destinies of each of our physical and our spiritual purposes while we live. So we have to understand that the fight cannot always be won by physical means. That means we're not boxing people and we're not going after people per se. We need additional help and we need additional resources in order to fully live out our lives in a way that ensures that we have peace, safety and salvation. So uh, Tonight, when we're talking about, we're going to take this, we're going to find our main verse that we want to talk about. Because a lot of times we believe when we are dealing with people on the streets that we're dealing with that person's character and that person's um, uh, mind and their feelings and, 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 and all of that. But we have to see the other side of the fight. See, they may have lost their battle, just like Eve lost their, her her battle, and was enticed by Lucifer or Satan or the devil to uh, begin to accept his understanding of what life is. Now, remember, we say that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy our destinies. How many people have we came across in our lives that have met those same? Uh, characteristics. They stole from you or they tried to steal your blessings or they tried to steal your joy from you. They tried to steal your what you were going going into, your, your purpose. They were trying to steal the joy inside of you. And you know, the devil sends people because the devil has a, he has a, a spiritual people or spiritual beings that possesses other people thereby making them do things now i know some people say oh i don't believe in all that possession and all that stuff and that none of that is real that's all movie made and all of that but the bible tells us in four five six different um ways that spirit that demonic possession is real uh witchcraft is real and um works of evil is real. But here we're talking about the fight, the spiritual fight. Are we fighting hard enough to maintain uh our spiritual peace and comfort and salvation that we want to have? Our spiritual peace, our spiritual safety. Are we fighting that battle because when we come across a, a, a man or a woman or a child or, 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 or anything like that, we have to see the spirit of that person. We have to look and be able to understand and discern the spirit that's that's uh, that's moving in them, that's making them do different things in your life. Whether it's, it's a good thing, you have to see that good thing or that good spirit that's in that person, which normally we would equate that to God's blessing, God's blessing us. Or you could equate that bad thing that uh, that, that person is doing, and that's the possession of an evil spirit that's working against you. But how do you know? You don't know if you're not in and connected to the possibility that they are possessed, that the evil spirit, that a a demon is in them uh, controlling and manipulating how they act towards you. And see, those manipulative actions towards you are only formulated to steal, kill, or destroy your destiny. You have to understand that as a believer or as a man and a woman that's trying to make it through what we call this this life, (laughs) you know? And a lot of people say, well, I'm spiritual. I understand all that stuff. I'm spiritual. I'm not holy, but I'm spiritual. Well, let's talk about what spiritual means. Spiritual means that you are connected with the human spirit rather than the body or physical things. Well, let's see if we're spiritual then. Okay, if you're saying that you're spiritual, That means you're connected with the human spirit. What is the human spirit? It's the spirit of God. But if you're spiritual in a different way, you can be connected with the spirit of evil, the spirit of the devil, the spirit of the deceiver. So we as people, we have to identify when we say we are spiritual, are we walking in accordance to God's laws If we are walking in accordance to God's laws and we have been transformed and renewed in our minds and in our hearts, meaning that we have accepted the Holy Spirit as our leader and guide into all truth, then we can say we are spiritually connected to God because he gives us peace. He gives us safety and he he is our salvation. (laughs) Okay, but if we are spiritual in another way now and we have not accepted God as our uh, as our one true God and Jesus as our personal Savior and the Holy Spirit has been uh, uh, inclined and we have asked the Holy Spirit to indwell and infill us so that we can maintain our relationship and our connection with God and his, his, his ordinances and what he, he desires of us. If we have not done those things then we are not spiritually connected in a spiritually biblical Christian way. Now, John 4.24 says, God is spirit, and it is necessary to worship God in spirit and in truth. Now, those are the things that we are talking about with God. God is spirit, and it is necessary to worship him in spirit and in truth. But when we look at Satan, right? The devil and all of those things that he called himself, we could see that the name of Satan is in the Hebrew term as being the deceiver. (laughs) <laughs> the deceiver. Even the Bible talks about Satan's name being the deceiver or the adversary. So um, when we encounter people that are against us, people that are always uh, coming up with reasons not to like us or to make us feel badly, then we can honestly say with uh, a connected, <laughs> reasonable assumption, that those people are filled with the devil because they are the deceivers. They are the adversary. They are against what you want and who you are as a person in life. So therefore, if you are trying to live a life that that you're doing well, you're doing good, you're prosperous, you're trying to help people, you're trying to be there for, for your family members and everything, then that's a spiritual awakening towards God. That is the impartation of God's spirit within you. Because and then when you're out just doing all kind of manner of, of, of bad things and you're doing all kind of evil and, and you don't care and you have no real moral uh guide to tell you what's right and wrong then we could say that you have uh, the spirit of the devil or the spirit of selfishness. Selfishness. I know that a lot of people might have a little kickback on that, but it is true. You have to identify and examine who you are and who are you presenting to the rest of the world? What type of, of character, what type of integrity that you're bringing to the table? I mean, how are you leaving people when you meet them? Because we already identified that the spirit, the spirit brings life. And that's the definition of what the spirit is. And we can't, that's in in one of the the, uh, Webster dictionaries, I think it's the Cambridge Dictionary. It's connected to the human spirit rather than, I'm sorry, it's the part of the human that includes their mind feeling, and character rather than their body. So our spirit is connected to how we act, how we perceive things, how we think about things. So therefore, if we're coming against other people and we're approaching people and they're coming to us in a way that, they have nothing but good intentions but you shoot it down or you have evil thoughts against that person then you have to check your spirit. But if you're coming to a person and and that person, is mean and evil towards you, then you already know how to discern, well, that, that person don't have the same spirit I have, so I need to stay away from them. See, because those people are only there, like I said, that spirit of the adversary to steal, kill, and destroy. Eventually, they will do those things. We just have to understand that those are not people that are assigned to your purpose. Those are not people that are assigned to move forward into your destiny. Now, we read further down in Galatians 5, 20, 5 and 16 through 26, it really gives us the, the real outward uh understanding of the different spirits that resides on this earth and I'm going to say these different spirits because they're connected to our minds and our feelings and our character rather than our bodies so a spirit can influence your body to do certain things and a lot of people might not believe that and they might think well I got my mind I do what I want to do I'm in control of myself and, and you know and i give myself permission to do this and that and other well you, you you that's your spirit that's inside of you that you are mandating to do certain things within your body and just like with with uh the devil or demons or or, or evil spirits they need permission to do evil things to in your body and when you give them that permission to indwell within you That evil spirit, which is a part that includes the mind, feelings, and character, rather than the body, you give that spirit permission to do things in in your life, then your body becomes affected by it. Because your mind and your your feelings and your character has been affected by that evil spirit. Now, first of all, I'm going to confirm what I mean by that. Now, Ephesians 6, and a lot of people have heard this scripture before, but when you put it in the in in the, uh, in, in the, the same reference points as what we're talking about, the spirit that indwells in us, the spirit that that uh, can controls our mind, body, and character rather than the body, then here, this is what Paul is telling the new Christians back way back when, he says, we aren't fighting against human enemies, but against rulers, authorities, forces, or cosmic darkness and spiritual powers of evil in the heavens. So we know that in the heavens are all spiritual things, all spiritual beings. So it's saying we're not fighting against human beings. That means the people, the physical aspects of who people are, we're not dealing with them. We're dealing with that spirit. And those are the the rulers and authorities and the forces of cosmic darkness. See, those are the things that we're fighting against. So when we see these types of attitudes and characteristics, like just recently, um we are fighting tremendously with the opioid addictions that's out there going on and, and the drug addictions and suicide. All of those things are spirits that are assigned to the people to be to work on the behalf of the adversary. And we know that the adversary, Lucifer Satan, has a mandate to steal, kill, and destroy. So when we are seeing these things, we have to, and a lot of times we look at it and say, oh, this person is suffering through depression or or something, some schizophrenia or mental illness or those things that uh gravitate toward a person committing suicide or using illicit drugs overwhelmingly and, and then it affects their body. See In their mind and in their feelings and their character has been overtaken to tell their bodies that, hey, this this is what you need to to provide comfort. This is what you need to uh, get through the day. This is what you need to make you feel good about who you are on this earth. And those are the adversaries. Those are the the, the enemy, the evil spirits that are coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the character, rather than their body, the power of the human spirit to overcome difficulties. See, our bodies are only doing what our spirit is telling them to do. Our bodies is only just like a, what I heard someone say, a meat suit. And that meat suit is what's... Uh, um, holding in or, or what's um, the, the, keeping the spirit man inside and and moving and breathing. So our spirit is always constantly in a fight because the Bible says we're not fighting against human enemies, but we'll, we'll Fighting against principalities and rulers and of, of darkness and spiritual places. Those are the things that we're fighting against. There's a battle for our souls. There's a battle for our humanity. There's a battle for our lives. And that is a spiritual battle. We can't fight that with our hands and 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 look at a spirit and fight it head on. If you ever now, one of the good things that television has shown us is when you see a ghost on television, right, which is the apparition of a dead person. Now, they've been really good at showing ghost Casper and all those other type of ghosts that shows up. You know, they even have a sitcom, a comedy about ghosts, where ghosts can't leave this hotel, you know. But whenever someone walks through that ghost, they feel something because that is still... Uh, a spiritual or energetic or cosmic particle uh, 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 or energy that is is able to still be um, addressed in our lives that we can feel. So therefore, when an evil spirit comes and it wants to take over your body. And if that evil spirit has these different types of characteristics and these different types of, of vices, I'll say, then it will infill you as a person to do those things. Just like um, Eve. Eve was was told by the, the serpent because the Lucifer had um, possessed the serpent and began to speak to Eve. So that's the whole if you think about it. Wow, I mean, if there's nothing new under the sun, everyone, if Eve can be persuaded by the serpent by the, the Lucifer who who possessed the serpent to talk to her, then we're on that same boat there's nothing new under the sun possession uh demonic influence evil influences which is ephesians 6 says spiritual powers of evil in the heavens meaning in the spirit realm that means we can't see their, manif- their doing things and 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 indwelling and infilling and possessing all of us uh, on certain levels when we make our decisions. We can't even uh, see them when they make the the influences. You ever heard, you ever had a situation where you, you were walking down the street and a person's wallet fell out of their pocket, right? And you're sitting there, you're like, wow, that's a wallet, it could be some money in it, or maybe that person needs that wallet, and then you hear this influence. No, nah, you, you need that bill. That bill needs to be paid, or, uh, you, you know, that's a blessing from God. The Holy Spirit, oh, God, thank you for, for my blessing. That's, <laughs> you know, and if we try to, uh, our minds, to see that spirit, that the spirit mind is begin to, to wrestle now. We're in a fight another spiritual fight because number one, we know that wallet is not ours. Number two, we know that person needs that wallet because he probably have all his livelihood and everything in there. Number three, you know, it would be great to give that wallet back because it's the right thing to do. But then now you have this other influence that's in your ear. Oh man, that's your blessing from God. That's your that's your overflow right there. Favor ain't fair right there. And I'm gonna pick that up, and I bet it got a whole lot of money in it, you know. And I'm gonna pay my bills. Oh Lord, that's my blessing. <clears throat> so the devil will have you believe that that's your blessing while you're doing what? you're stealing, killing, and destroying. And that's the work of the enemy right there. Because number one, you stole that person's uh, money, they wallet, because you did not give it back. You found it, but you didn't give it back. Number two, you kill the opportunity for him to maintain his livelihood or pay his bills or use his credit card, or may need his his identification for something down the road. You've just stolen that, and and you killed that opportunity. Now you have to destroy his time and his energy, because now this person has to go and cancel all the credit cards. He has to cancel all of the banks. He has to get a new um, ID. He has to get a new driver's license, the money that he had to pay a certain bill. Everything has consequences and by us allowing that spirit to influence us through our bodies to take that wallet and not give it back, that's bad. That's the fight that we fight and we have to fight every day as humans. Now, Galatians 5, 16 to 26. This is what uh, Paul is talking about. He says, I say, be guided by the spirit and you won't carry out your selfish desires. A person's selfish desires are set against the spirit and the spirit is set against one's selfish desires. They are opposed to each other. So you shouldn't do whatever you want to do. Meaning. You got to have some discipline. You got to have some some discernment. You have to understand the moral law and the ethical laws that govern who we are. One as a person, and, and you don't even have to go to church for that. You should know what right and wrong is. If a person drops something, he need and you know it's his. It's wrong for you to take it and hold on to it. If a person is. Um, is beaten or doing things that detestably or abusively to someone else. You should be able to step in and step up and say, "Hey, that's wrong. Don't do that." Oh, I know. You know, we talk about how people get mad and people shoot and they kill for you, the quote unquote, getting in their business. <clears throat> but when do we, when do we begin to distinguish that? We have a moral and a religious way, and see that's what that's what believe it or not that's the whole title and total and definition of what holy is. Holy is good in a moral and religious way. That's holy, you know. So if we want to consider ourselves holy, we have to not allow that our moral compass to be uh, damaged. Or, or or, messed up in a lot of ways, due to those evil principalities and rulers and authorities and forces of evil in the cosmic heavenlies to continue to influence us, continue to tell us that being moral is wrong, being uh, at peace is wrong, uh, having joy, Having love in our lives are wrong. And that's what the evil influences tell us every day when things are not going well. You know, this is life. I mean, because we're dealing with different infrastructures of evil daily. And as we deal with each infrastructure daily, we find a way and we have to find a way to battle (laughs) <laughs> to fight the spiritual, the spiritually fight to maintain the moral and the spiritual nature of who we are. We have to fight that. And like here, here it says the, the selfish desires of people selfish. Now here's a description of what that is, our sinful desires and selfish desires. <clears throat> The last week we talked about we talked about what sin was, that people may not even know what sin is. If you don't explain to them what the definition of sin is or what what it constitutes. A lot of people, like I say, you know, they go through life and they, they experience things and they have been, you um, they have been indoctrinated in a lot of things and and they have encountered and a, a lot of things that they are familiar with to be the right thing to do. <laughs> this is just what we do, you know like you and I'm gonna use this as an example. like your mother's mother made cornbread, right? Or biscuits. And her ingredients are always, you put the flour, you put the the baking powder, you add a little yeast, you put salt and pepper or salt, and then you add butter and a little milk or buttermilk. And you stir until it gets thick, and then you make a, a dough ball, and then you sit in and, you know, it's a biscuit. It's a biscuit, right? But then now you hear someone else come, and instead of them putting salt, and butter, they put um, buttermilk or something in it, and that get passed down from generation to generation. And and this is your grandmother's mother, then your grandmother, then your mother, then now it's your turn. This is the only way that you know how to to make a biscuit. So see, those are the pass downs, and and you're gonna learn, and that's your mindset. That's in your mind that this is what. We do, this is how we do. <laughs> you know and so this is all I know. And sometimes you know in a negative way or, or immoral type of way or a way that 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 bothers or or destroys the body and the mind and the spirit, those things are engrafted in us as our character as well. So here, yeah, the description, according to the Bible, or according to the Bible, is what sin is, it says, but and we're going to go to Galatians, the fifth chapter, the 18th through the 21st verse. Now, this is not my adaptation or, or my uh, understanding or my definition of what sin is. I'm allowing my spirit, which is my mind and my feelings and my character, you know, uh, to Understand that okay, this is what the description of sin is for me to understand and know uh, to refrain from those things. Now, if this not pertaining to your mind and your spirit. And your your feelings and your character, then you might have exception to this. You might be able to say, well, this is what I do. This is who I am. And that's good because if that's your spirit and that's what, what people say your truth is, then let that be your truth. But you have to be able to identify that, okay, if that's your truth, then you're working in what the the Bible calls your flesh and what the flesh is, is the physical or animal nature of humankind as distinguished from from its moral or spiritual nature. So that's what the flesh is, according to what the Bible says, is the physical or animal nature of humankind as distinguished from its moral or spiritual Nature. Now let's talk about this, the moral and spiritual nature. Now we already discussed that the moral and spiritual nature of who we are, are we are connected in the spirit, and we have uh, a mind, feelings, and character uh, of of love that we can overcome things with love, and <clears throat> that's what. We're talking about because we see and identify that the spirit is uh, a good thing, but a ghost is an apparition of a dead thing. So we're not talking about even a ghost. We're just we're just completely we're just moving on this subject of the spiritual part of who we are. And here in the sixteenth verse, it says the eighteenth verse. I'm sorry. It says, "But if you are being led by the spirit." You aren't under the law, meaning if you're being led by your mind and heart and spirit in in, in Christ and being a new creature or being the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God. Those are the things that um, that we are looking for. We're not held accountable under the law, per se, the law of of sin, because we have been. redeemed. We have been um, saved from sin, meaning that the laws of sin should not apply to us when our our spirits are holy. That means good in moral and religious way. Good in a moral and religious way. So, if our spirits are holy, And God is holy. That means the Holy Spirit is in control of our minds and our feelings and our character. That means we have good moral, a good moral spirit, good moral mind, good moral character. So that's why that was said in this scripture. But if you are being led by the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, you aren't under the law, meaning the law was created to identify Sin or rebellion or um, the things that God w- was opposed to for mankind to partake in. So that's what the laws is. Six hundred thirteen of them. Man has created many of them um, down through the years, but God has infused through the the, in, the most important ones that deals with our spirit our mind, and our feelings, and our character. And here you go he says, the actions that are produced. Now, some of these actions that we're talking about in Galatians are all physical. <laughs> They're all physical. Now, you have to understand. Now, remember, we says that the, 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 uh, the enemies that we fight are spiritual. So now these spirits have indwelled and infilled and possessed these people and their spirits are no longer moral and good. So therefore, they're indwelled by the the evil spirits of the spiritual powers of evil in heavenly places. That means in the spirit realm, they have now possessed or have influenced over you, you no longer have the moral compass or the moral understanding at this moment to understand what is right and wrong. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's not that difficult. And I guess the, the main thing, cause I don't wanna sound too preachy when I'm talking about this because it turns people off, but we have to understand that, you know, who we are and what we are showing and portraying out there, putting out there as our character and our moral values and our moral compass of who we are, that's what people are seeing. They're not seeing everything that we think they see. We're seeing things. They're seeing things that are negative And opposed to who you really should be in this world. And this is what it says. It says the actions that are produced by selfish motives are obvious since they include sexual immorality, moral corruptions, doing whatever feels good, idolatry, drug use, casting spells, hate, fighting. Obsession, obsession, losing your temper, competitive opposition, conflict, selfishness, group rivalry, jealousy, drunkenness, partying, and other things like that. I warn you, as I have already warned you, that those who do these things won't inherit God's kingdom. Now, I'm I'm not saying that in my own character, and my own strength. I'm just reading what the Bible says about who our spirit and what our spirit is doing and which spirit is leading us. Now, we see that the spirit, Holy Spirit, is good and moral. That means the morality and and, and that means they're going to do right by people. That means that they have the moral compass to say, hey, I'm going to see that person. I'm going to take care of them. I I think that they're great. And I, I, I want to be treated the way I want to treat them the way I want to be treated. So therefore, when I see them in need, I'm going to reach out to them. When I when I talk to them, I'm going to talk to them in kindness and peace. And when we get together, we're going to laugh and fellowship and there's not going to be anything that's going on by back door and all of that stuff. But then you have this other spirit that's a spiritual power of evil. In the heavens that have influenced you, that have enticed you, that have tempted you to do these things or to feel these things, which is not moral and distinguished from a moral and spiritual nature, meaning it's physical. You have physical uh, appetite to do these things, which is uh, fighting, idolatry, sexual immorality, uh, Immoral corruptions, uh, selfishness, jealousy, drunkenness, partying—all those things work on your flesh. Meaning, your body is absorbing the pain and the agony, and, and and absorbing the 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 the, uh, the ramifications of your actions. Mean That means that even though that spirit is telling you to do these things, your body is the one that's taking that hit. And soon after you get through with your drunkenness, you find out you have cirrhosis of the liver or you're partying. That means that now you're addicted to some type of drug or uh your selfishness or group rivalry. Now you have no friends in in your world, or you have no friends that you could depend on. And now you're in idolatry. That means you believe in all sorts of things, and your job becomes your god, and and your your money becomes your god, and your thirst for being an entrepreneur becomes your idol, and. You're always in conflict. Something is always going wrong in your world that you always got to fight. Every day is a struggle. Every day is a problem. Well, these are things that are coming against you from your flesh part, which is being now controlled by the evil spirit in the heavenly places. So the heavenly places, again, like I say, the spirit realm. Now, we have touched on a lot of things that That really is uh, a lot that means negatively. But I'm going to talk about the description of love. Let's let's talk about what the spirit of God is, the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. The Bible tells us where the the God is spirit and those that worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, you know. What is the truth? I mean, if you really love a person and you really care for them, that means you want to see them um, have the best. You want to see them happy. You want to see them in a in a way where every time you see them, they have a smile on their face and they are happy to see you and you are happy to see them. You know, and and that's the the, the, the back and forth. That's the reciprocation and the the pull out. You know, I'm going to give, I'm going to receive. I'm going to give, I'm going to receive between two people that love each other. Now, this is what the Bible says about what love is. The fruit of the spirit, which is the mind, the feelings, and the character The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are all the fruits of the spirit. And that spirit is what God has infused and, and implanted in us deep down. But we have to reconnect with that because First, we are made in God's image, and God is love, and God, it's his desire that no man will become lost or perish, but to come to repentance, mean to turn from those fleshly ways, to turn from the way that you feel in your flesh, you're doing good. <laughs> I mean, you're enjoying it, you party, you, you got your stuff going on and everything, but deep down, are you fulfilled with joy? With love, with 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 peace. I mean, you have to really sit back and you really have to think about that because it might feel like you your drunkenness and your partying. It might feel like your immoral acts. It might feel like you know the competitiveness and it might feel like the group rivalry is is in the drug use is bringing you joy, but all of that is temporary. <laughs> All of that is temporary. You know, Jesus said that if you believe in him, that you do not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I'm not trying to uh, proselytize you right now. What I'm trying to do is give you a choice to make a decision whether you want to have that spiritual peace or that Holy Spirit, which is a good and moral, religious way of living. But we got to talk about the, you know, the moral way more than the religious way, because the moral way is what God sees. And what's moral in a person is what's in that person's heart. That's where the immorality from sin and everything, because those people are just selfish in their own right. They want to take care, get what you will, do what you will, you know. And they want, you know, want to please their own flesh. You got to go back to look at what flesh is. They wanna, they want to please that, uh, that it because it's distinguished from the moral and spiritual nature. Now, if you want to be spiritual, as most people try to uh, label themselves nowadays. Well, that's spiritual. You have to make sure you know what spiritual power you want to be or how spiritual you want to be. Because you want to be connected to the human spirit or you want to be connected to the Holy Spirit? See, when we say we're spiritual, we have to have something to, to, to back that up. We have to have something that people can see in us that shows the difference. Because we can be spiritual and still do immoral things. But when we have the Holy Spirit in us, that means we have been changed and we have been renewed from those thoughts and those those feelings and those actions to where we want to maintain our moral, holy, moral. Holy moral values, and not slide back into the fleshly way Meaning to be distinguished from moral and spiritual nature. Meaning that we're going to please ourselves. We're going. We're going to ride it to the wheel fall off, so to speak. And we have, we have no remorse for anything that we do because we are satisfying our sexual needs, our physical needs. We are living our best life. We are fussing and cussing and and doing all those things because it makes me feel good. You know, that's what they say. It make me feel good cuz I can do this. This is my body. This is my truth. Okay, well, yeah, those are your truths. But where your holy truths are. Are you identifying holy with moral? Are you identifying holy with ethical? Are you identifying holy with God? Are you identifying those things? These are the things that—that's the only thing that God wants you to do. Identify who you are in Him, and your spirit is connected to Him. Meaning your mind and your feelings and your character. Because if you have all those spiritual things in you connected to God, then you won't—you won't do anything to. To hurt others. You won't do anything to damage your body and to damage who you are. This is what Jesus said. And this is way back in Isaiah. Jesus said this in closing. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release for captives and liberations for the prisoners. See, many of us we are still prisoners held in who we are, our traumas in our lives. We have we have accepted the the shift in our lives to become broken, to become angry, to become, you know, a, a downtrodden. And then in and the result of that, the devil has, or the evil spirit has, spoken to us to say, "Well, hey, if I do these drugs, is it help me have peace? It keep me away from thinking about those things. Or if I get involved with witchcraft and know how to cast spells, then I'll be able to get that person back that wronged me. I'll be able to say a spell or, or cast an incantation or put a jar under the bed or." Or bury a chicken bone in a yard or something, and and it'll do my bidding for them. Or I could shake these bones and throw them on the ground, and I could tell a person's future. You know, those are the things, some most times, I'm gonna say almost 99% of the time, comes from trauma. And those actions are the results of people who have experienced trauma and they want a fleshly result. They want a fleshly um uh, remedy or or revenge for what happened to them. So they go down this road and they understand these things, but you know the, you know, the Bible tells us that the, the God has anointed Jesus, to uh, bring good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim release of the captives. God wants to free you from those situations. God wants to deliver you, to liberate you. Again, we talked about how where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now, Jesus is coming, saying he's to liberate the prisoners. We are our prisoners. In our sin, we are prisoners. In our deceptions, we are prisoners in our minds, in our feelings, or in our spirit. God wants to do a spiritual breakthrough with each and every one of you today. He wants you to feel the peace, the release, to release you from your captivity. And the only way that you could do that is to believe that Jesus can and will set you free from your sins and from those immoral acts. Remember, we talked about the descriptions of, of sin. So Galatians 5, I, I I really encourage people to really um, open that up and, and read it. Read what those are in the, the entire chapter, Galatians 5. Um, and read the entire chapter so that you can kind of understand what God or, or has proclaimed seeing to be. And then you look up what those words are. Look at the definition of what drunkenness is. Look up the words, what um, drug use is. Look up what uh, partying is. Look up what selfishness is. Look up what conflict is. All of those things are negative things against nature, negative things against your body, negative things against your moral compass of what you should be doing to your body. See, the devil wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So the only way that he can steal, kill, and destroy you is to destroy your body. Because the more you indulge in the, the things that you want to do for yourself, that's the more the evil spirit is telling you, oh, this feels good. Oh, that flesh is good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to keep doing this. I want it. This is great. It's becoming uh, obsessive. It becomes like a drug to that evil spirit. The more bad you do to your body, the better it feels until it destroys you. Then when it destroys you, what it does after you die, it flies off and back in the spirit realm. Remember, we talked about Ephesians 6. It powers of evil in the heavens. It goes back to the spirit realm and looks for someone else to, to, to possess, to get into. But see, what I learned is that these spirits have to have a permission to enter into you. And if that permission is, that permission is, is your flesh, the animal nature of humankind as distinguished from its moral and spiritual nature. See, our spiritual nature is to worship God in spirit and in truth. But if you're not doing those things and you're being influenced by uh, influence, uh, evil influences through trauma, That means you have been broken in some way. That means that someone has uh, done one one of these sinful acts to you or with you or made you feel less than to entice you to do these things. See, that's where the permission comes in, because now you're telling the evil spirit. You don't care about your body. You don't care if you live or die. You don't care. Or what people think you're going to be this way and this is who you are. Because it's against the the moral and uh, uh, spiritual way that you were intended to be or live on this life and to have a purpose on this life. Because we have to find our purpose that God had created us to live in before we can find our purpose on this earth that we're going to live through. So the devil comes and the evil spirits comes to take those things from you. So when he takes those things from you, you have to know that these things are happening. We have to have weapons. We have to have weapons. And, and the Bible tells us that our weapons that we fight aren't human, but instead they are powered by God for the destruction of these force, fortresses that's coming against us, they destroy all the arguments. That means and uh, every defense that is raised to oppose the knowledge of God. That means when when you know that you're doing something that you know is wrong. You know it's wrong to smoke uh, uh, crack with or or take uh, pills laced with fentanyl? You know it's bad to to go on a drunk binge, and you know it's bad to be jealous of these things, or fighting all the time, or you're obsessed, or you're dealing with with uh, witchcraft, and and all these things that that immoral sexual acts that's going on. You know, you know these things are wrong somewhere, and, and you know. In the beginning that you knew it was wrong. But after those spirits got assigned to you and they influenced you to say, hey, what's right is wrong and what's wrong is right. And I'm going to do it anyway. Forget it. You know, that's the that's the manner. That's the nature. Forget it. I'm going to do it anyway. Then here we go. That's cast destroy. That's causing the argument because in your mind and in your heart, you're arguing against yourself what's right and wrong. (laughs) What's right and wrong? Should I do this? Should I not do it? I know it ain't right, but it feel good. though. I'm going to do it anyway because I need it. But then once you get that first high or you get that first feeling of euphoria, you know, then you're on that search looking for it forever and ever. But now the devil is coming to destroy. Now, now we have drugs out there that have been laced with fentanyl and that fentanyl ain't no joke. That fentanyl is there. Okay, you take it at your own risk, but you know nine times out of ten you might die from it. But what does that what's that immoral person tell you? What does that evil spirit in the heavenly places tell you? He, Go ahead and take it. It ain't gonna happen to you. You can take it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you you'll survive it. <laughs> you got good genes in you. And then what happens? Unfortunately, the devil destroys you and takes you out of this world. But see, God wants us to 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 understand that we need him. We need that holy and moral compass to help us to survive on this earth. And these are the doctrines of 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 Satan. These are the doctrines of the devil and the evil spirit. See, he's an adversary. That means, you know, he wants to always accuse you. He wants to always be against your progress, your good nature in life, because um. He's going to come to you and he'll give you everything you want as long as you're nice to him. But the minute you say God, the minute you say Jesus, the minute you say I repent, oh, he's getting ready to kill and destroy, you see, because that's his job. He's the adversary. He is against whatever you want. And he uses ways to get to you. He could use different people in your life, people that you feel have come into your life to make your life better, and you end up being abused. You end up being traumatized by that person. You end up um, being um, abused through sexual means or uh, physical means and they beat on you and then they take away your self-esteem. Those are the means that Satan tries to get 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 against you. Just like the story of Job, he took away all Job's stuff in the Bible. And and he still wanted to persecute or or come against Job. But God was still to tell him, you could take all the material things, but don't take his life. And you see, Satan, he also has goals for you. He wants to see things deteriorate step by step in your life to where you get to the place where you want to curse God. And that's what he wanted Job to do, to curse God and die. But no, Job did not do that. He said, yea, though you slay me, yet will I trust. See, the devil even sent Job's wife to him you know, to say things negatively. And that's that influence. That's that means. That's that adversary. That's his goal to steal, kill, and destroy. But I want you to know that he has limits on your life. He has limits. All you have to do is renounce those things, those influences. Renounce Satan and his his demonic attacks against you. and And call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. And... He will stop. But I mean you got to, we deep down in your heart, you have to call on the name of Jesus. You have to plead the blood of Jesus over your life when those influences are happening because now you know that the, the evil spirits and the evil powers and the heavenlies are coming against you to steal, kill, and destroy. What are you going to do? Do we already see what the sins are or the things that we consider immoral that those evil influences want you to do to your body to destroy you? Because it's Satan's. Satan's means and his goal is to destroy you. So if you know all these things, you have all this information, what are you going to do with it tonight? What are you going to do with it today? Are you going to make a change in your life? The change from the immorality, the things that Galatians 5 points out as as evil, as the spirit and the works of the flesh. And you're going to change that and turn around. And ask for God's spirit to be indwelled in you so that it will give you so that he will give you peace, so that he will give you strength, that he will be there for you, that he will liberate you. As Isaiah 64 says, that he came to proclaim the release of the captives and the liberation for all prisoners. You don't have to be captive anymore to these vices, to these things that are tearing your body down. You don't have to be a prisoner in your own mind to trauma, to anxiety, to depression, to evil thoughts, to fear. You don't have to be a prisoner to those things. And, and God can and restore your broken heart. Even if that person broke your heart just yesterday, he can still restore peace and comfort into your life, into your heart. All you have to do is give your life to him because he's here for you. He wants to know you. God wants to love you. God wants to be there for you. And It's not a devil in hell or a Satan in hell or an evil spirit that's roaming the heavens can do anything about it. When God is for you, nothing can be against you. But you have to come to him in a way that He knows your heart. That means you have to say, God, I'm tired of living this way and I want to change. I want to change from the way that I'm I'm living and walking. I want to get out of this. I want to stop being depressed. I want to stop being angry. I want to stop being mad at everybody that I see. I want to stop trying to put voodoo and hoodoo and witchcraft on people to get my way in life. I need your help, God. Help me. Strengthen me. Those are the things that we should be seeing in this moment if we are under the attack from the evil spirits in the heavenlies right now that's coming against our lives to try to destroy who we are physically, spiritually, and mentally. So I encourage you all to find out, identify Search your heart to see if there's something inside of you that are knowing at you from way back when or just recently that you could consider to be a trauma or something that happened in your life that caused that influence or that permission for that evil spirit to infill your life to cause chaos with the drug use and all those other things that Galatians talk about. Find out where that point was in your life and ask God to close that door. Ask God to fix and release you from that pain, that trauma, that anger, that 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 physical and that mental and that moral uh, prisoner. And that captivity that you're in, God is the only one who can do that. Nothing under the sound of my voice is going to be able to do that but God. All I can do is provide the information and provide you with the means to how to be released, how to be um, set free, to be restored back to the peace that God ordained and, and destined you to walk in. So if you're under the sound of my voice, please take the time right now and fall on your knees and ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to help you. Ask God to send his spirit, his spirit into your heart and into your mind to change and to release you from whatever captivity that you're in, whatever liberation that you need from your past or your present or the trauma or the abuse ask God today to do that thing to release and let it go and once you let it go ask God to to infill you with his holy spirit which is the moral spirit the good spirit the right spirit so that that way that Evil spirit can't dwell with the Holy Spirit because moral and immoral are like positive and negative. And you want to always stay morally connected to God so that he can lead and guide you into all truth. But the immoral will definitely lead you to death, early grave and a lot of bodies, a lot of fleshly illnesses that have come against you due to the, the works of the flesh. So I say good night, everyone, and God bless you, and I, I pray and, believe, and, and, and really hope that that you all have received something about the spiritual fight, because it's a spiritual battle for each and every one of us daily. Daily, we wrestle with all types of uh, situations that come against us, and if we are believers in God and believers in Jesus, we know that God is stronger and greater than anything that we are coming against. But those that don't know those things, those that have uh, are still searching. Let's ask God to give us strength and give us courage to go out and teach and reach those that are lost and explain to them the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So thank you so much. and. Uh, Please feel free to reach out to us and uh, leave a comment or subscribe to us. We would love to hear um, any type of uh, response or or comments that you have, uh, because it's about leading and offering salvation to those that are lost, leading and offering help and hope to those that are struggling, those that are being traumatized right now, those that are are traumatized and are looking for a peace. We want to offer peace through our Savior, Jesus Christ, to you. Father, we thank you. We love you. We bless your name. We ask you, Father, those that are under the sound of our voice, we ask you to give them peace. We ask you to indwell and infill them today, Lord, with your moral and Holy Spirit, so that the things that they are taking liberty doing right now, that they will change and stop. Let them know that the morality that you are looking for are to be holy. The morality and the spirit that you want to dwell in them is connected to you. So Lord, we ask you to, to help them to search their heart. Give them strength to come out of those situations give them strength to leave those abusive situations send the help to those that need help that are being traumatized or being uh infused with drugs and, and alcohol and drunkenness and all those other things that that corrode the body and corrode the mind and the spirit we ask you father to send the help to those and Lord, we touch the hearts of those that are going through and dealing with those situations that they can see that you are in the help that you are sending and that they will morally and physically and characteristically accept the help and run and leave and move and go from those situations. We love you, Father, and we. We are standing in prayer for all of those that are suffering, are going through. We ask you, Lord, to send peace. But more importantly, we bind the enemy today on behalf of all of those people that are going through their their pain and sickness. And we ask you, Father, to, to help them. Reveal yourself in their lives so that they can find the comfort and peace that you can provide. You said in your word where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And we trust you for that, Father. So we Lord, we bless you and we thank you. And we give you all honor, glory, and praise tonight. We know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we believe that all is well when we trust you and believe you for all things. We love you and we thank you. Give us a new spirit. Give us a new mind and new heart to do your will and to change from our ways so that we can live morally and not immorally to please you. We love you and we thank you and we bless your name. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So I thank you, each and every one of you all for joining us. We bless your name. And again, reach out to us. Please feel free to Uh, leave a comment, subscribe. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. We are somewhere everywhere. Just Google our names, Reflections of Grace Outreach Ministries, and feel free to reach out to us. Okay, so you all have a blessed week, a blessed rest of the night, and God bless you, and we talk to you later.